Blog Talk Radio. what's up with the one eye, but it's what I've been told. <clears throat> the 
show is brought to you by The Human Solution. The Human Solution International is a 501c3 federally recognized civil rights organization. We have been around for more than 10 years running. And what do we do? What is The Human Solution International? Well, we're a civil rights group that believes that no one should go to jail for a plant, any plant, especially not the cannabis plant. And as luck might have it, I don't know if you remember when you were a child and you squealed out to your father or your mother or somebody who you thought cared, it's not fair, it's not fair, you said. And you know what? You were right. It's not fair. We live in a world that's not fair. And if you've ever watched the the movies or sports, there's always the underdog hero. And the underdog hero comes around when the one that couldn't win steps up and fights anyways. When the one that couldn't win ends up getting a crowd of people supporting him, the boxer that's getting his ass pounded stands up and starts pounding the other guy. What happens? The crowd starts roaring. Well, guess what? We're that crowd. We're the ones that support the guy that's willing to fight. For the last 10 years, in courtrooms all over the country, and in other countries even, in Great Britain, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and other places, there have been plenty of cases where people have been accused of crimes. Crimes that shouldn't be crimes. Crimes that involve the possession, cultivation, transportation, distribution, and sales of the cannabis plant, or frankly any other plant for that matter. And when you're charged with a crime that shouldn't be a crime, somebody needs to do something about it. What can we do, you ask? Well, number one, you can fight. And most people don't. So in most drug cases, people take a plea deal. They uh, say, I'm sorry, I did something bad, and they uh, get branded a felon for the rest of their life. Maybe they got to go to jail, maybe they don't. But it changes their life for the negative, for something that should have never happened. When you stand up and decide that you're going to take your case to trial, even if you later on decide to take a plea, you'll be in a better position to get a better deal, no matter what. Now, if you decide to stand up and fight your case, there's a number of things you can do. One of them is bring some support. One of them is talk to somebody who's ever fought a case before, learn how to prepare a case. One of them is to... Educate yourself on how to stand up for yourself. Well, we're all about that. We will teach you. We will share our experience. We will rally people together. We will come to court for you, if at all possible. We'll give you a voice to talk about your story, about your case. We will even go so far as to publish press releases, media, um, um, articles, There's a lot of things that we can do. If you end up going to trial, in many cases, we will not only show up at trial, but we'll organize and help you organize rallies and and media coverage, but we can also uh, educate the public about jury nullification. And we're not going to go too deep into that, but ultimately you do have a right to vote not guilty. If you determine that the laws in question are illegal or immoral, or unjust or immoral, I guess, illegal. Well, an illegal law would be an immoral law, in my opinion. Um, But you have a right to say not guilty, no matter what that judge says you have to do. Jury instructions are just that. 
there is no mandate that says what you have to do. You can always vote not guilty if your conscience dictates that that's the way it should be. So these are all things that we bring to the table. One of the, maybe one of the most important things that we do is we listen. Many of our members have been through cases. I've been through six-year battle with the government. I've been tried, convicted. I've overturned convictions. I've beaten cases. It's, it's, it's been an interesting several years, but at the end of the day, I came out the other side of it, and uh, I have no criminal record, and I never ratted on anybody. Boy, imagine that. That's a rarity. I am a one-horned unicorn, which, of course, a unicorn would always be one-horned, but I'm striped. See? I got stripes. Unicorn with stripes. You've never seen one of those before, have you? Well, guess what? You're looking at one. And at the end of the day, I know how to teach you to be one as well. We have people all over the country that have fought and won cases, sometimes fought and lost, but ultimately learned enough about those situations that they can teach. And one of the things you'll learn if you get charged with a cannabis crime especially that your whole world will run away from you. My whole entire family ran away from me, everybody that was related to me virtually. And I got a big old Italian family, and guess what? Most of them went, Dew! other way. Didn't want anything to do with it. But you know what? When you think you're all alone, when you think you don't have a chance, if you've ever been to court and been by yourself, whether you had an attorney or not, and you went into court and you looked at the other side of that bar, which is the rail that separates the gallery from the other side of the court, and you noticed that everybody on the other side of that bar seemed to be against you. Well, you know why? It's because they were. Now it's not supposed to be that way. It's not fair, remember? It's a lonely place if you don't have a support team. It's a scary place if you don't have a support team. But I tell you what, if you've got people that are standing there with you, maybe they're wearing a solidarity ribbon, a little thing like this that says, hey, I'm with him, I'm with her. Makes all the difference in the world. Makes a difference to the court. It makes a difference to the jury. It makes a difference to the judge. It makes a difference to the prosecutor. And it makes a difference to the defense. And it always has a positive impact if we do it right and if we do it well, every single time. It doesn't guarantee you a victory. No, it does not. Because remember, it's not fair. We talked about that. But one of the things that we do is we give you somebody to talk to. You can always call this show, tell me about your story. You can contact the Human Solution International uh, go to our amazing website, thsintl.org, and engage. If you know somebody that's going through a case and you think that they might be interested in getting some support, doesn't mean we're going to give you a lawyer. Hell no, I wish I could give a lawyer. Well, I actually don't. Lawyers generally suck, and they generally don't help you as much as you think they're going to. However, if you want to connect yourself with an organization that has 10 years' experience plus, dealing with, organizing, fighting cases, and supporting each other, that's the organization to get a hold of. We're currently putting together a self-help legal clinic. We've got hundreds of uh, motion templates that are getting loaded up. We have 
uh, all kinds of resources available for you. Uh, poke around, take a look. Maybe consider getting involved. We're an all-volunteer organization. As a 501c3 international organization, we're the only one I know of that has the size and scope and capability that we have where everybody's a volunteer, from the CEO down to the whatever the bottom of the volunteer rung is. Maybe we have a volunteer ditch digger one day or something. I don't know. At the end of the day, we're all the same. We're all volunteers. We're all here because we want to be. We're all here because we want to change the world, make it a better place. Another thing we do is prison outreach. We support those that have been sucked up into, I don't know, the abyss, the abyss of incarceration. We're going to be talking today, right, very soon about a project that is groundbreaking that has to do with incarceration and what happens to people after they've been incarcerated. So I'm real excited to talk about that. Now, if you may or may not know, you'll see on my little screen here, it says Walk for Change. We've been talking for the last year about our walk across America. Well, guess what, folks? We're less than 90 days away from leaving, and we need help. We've had a lot of people that have stepped up and said, hey, I want to help. I'm all down for that. In fact, so far, I've talked to thousands of people, and I've never had one person that says, oh, that's terrible. I'm not for it. No, you guys have all said, I'm down. I'm for it. I want to help. Well, guess what? Now is the time. We need your help. We need logistical help. I don't care. Well, I do care, kind of. I care sometimes more than others. But the truth is you don't have to even have links. All you have to do is be able to make a phone call, type an email. We've got logistical help. We need to scout out the towns we're going through. We need people that can donate money, resources. We need places to sleep. We need places to, to take a shower. We need places to... Uh, get a glass of lemonade or coffee. We need places to use the restroom along the way as we're walking across America. We're going to be walking through rural areas. We're going to be walking through backyards. We're going to be walking through big cities. We're going to be walking across America with our message of the change that needs to happen in the world is big and plentiful. There's a lot of things that we need to change. We're here to not only talk about the things that need to change, but how we're going to change them. We're laying out a framework of solutions. We're laying out uh, a way to finish the job. you got people marching across the country. Nobody's even talking about it anymore, at least not like they were two, three weeks ago. We're back to COVID number seven. There are big social changes in play right now. we got a major presidential election coming. We've got all kinds of things happening. And imagine, imagine this. Imagine if we got together, we all got together, individuals, groups, all of you who are doing your own thing, maybe we got together here under the banner of the Walk for Change and said, you know what, yeah, I want to help finish this job. What if, what if together we could unite for this one project and get together and finish the job, whatever your job is. Maybe you want to ensure that there's some kind of social equity that needs to happen. Maybe you want to make sure that people have access to clean water. Maybe you want to make sure that uh, people are not unjustly charged with crimes. There's a million things that we're working on. Oh, there's not a million. There's about a couple dozen things in particular. And they have to do with 
equality. They have to do with criminal justice reform. They have to do with abuses of power. You know, a city councilman in Los Angeles, Jose Weizar, just got charged with major racketeering crap, okay? And this dude was old school mafia. This guy was sitting here uh, collecting bribes for, for public works projects, for, for building. You want to build in my town? Well, I'll tell you what. You're going to have to help me out a little bit. Here's how it goes here. Well, you think that's not uncommon or you think that is uncommon? This is the one guy that got caught. Five-year investigation, they finally went in on him. You think it's unique? You think it's uncommon? No, there is so much abuse of power that's going on in it. Some of it's just getting called out. Imagine, we're calling out the most egregious things, people getting shot for being drunk and falling asleep in a restaurant and so many other crazy things that are happening. Now, it's not a perfect world. Absolutely not. But there are reasons to die for and reasons not to die for. And there's reasons to be charged with crimes and reasons not to be charged with crimes. And I tell you what, some of the things that are being pointed out, I can assure you, are not all the things that are happening. Time to get together. Time to consider taking a stand. Time to get out on the road and let's start walking and let's start talking and let's make the difference. Walk number four change dot US. <clears throat> it's time to step up. We need sponsors. We need cash. We need food. We need volunteers, especially right now we need volunteers to scout out the towns ahead of us, to lay out the logistics with us. Where are we going to be from point A to point B? Who's going to be there? What kind of help do we have? I need drivers. I've got vehicles with nobody to drive them to, to, to be in the, the support team and the lead team. All of these things and much more we need. Walk number four change.us. Sign up as a volunteer, and we will hook you up so fast you won't know what hits you. we got less than 90 days, less than 90 days. And if you can't help for some reason, and remember this, folks, I've been working with volunteers all my life. Since I was a kid, I've been working with volunteers. And I learned this one thing pretty recently. I'm kind of a slow learner. But I learned that most people have a 100 reasons not to do something and maybe one reason to do it. Well, you know what? I believe so strongly that this is that one reason to do it. The Human Solution International right now at this moment is taking on probably 95% of all the work that's going on to the Walk for Change. I don't want that to be the case. I would love to know that there's dozens and dozens of other organizations, and right now we have them engaged, involved, but not actually carrying the load. So it's time to pick up. Start carrying that load. Many hands make the load light, and that's what we're here to make happen. So um, it's time to get involved. Walk number four change dot us. T h s i n t l dot org. In September, we're going to be leaving. September twentieth through twenty second. I, I, I'm hearing conflicting dates, but it's going to be one or the other. And just before that, we're going to be having our term elections every two years. The Human Solution International carries a general vote. We are actually a democracy. Every single member of the Human Solution gets a vote to vote on all of the executive positions, president, vice president, treasurer, all the board members, and any other committee leaders that we might have. Every two years, it's another cycle. Who can, who can qualify? We've got 
an intake on the website. Um, Got to be a member to play. Got to be a member to be involved. We want you to be engaged. Uh, Thsintl.org. All right. We just had a massive town hall meeting last Saturday, a virtual town hall meeting. There is six hours of footage. It was a big event, a lot of panels, a lot of information, um, some, some amazing stories. Um, I would encourage you, it's going to be, it is being distributed right now in pieces. It's coming out in newsletters. Um, walk4change.us, there's a newsletter to sign up right as soon as you click on that. It'll plug you in. You'll see what's happening, a daily pulse as we're counting down to walk. Um, this town hall meeting was powerful, and uh, we're doing another one on July 24th, and I encourage you to think about participating a lot. 25th. 25th, I mean. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's, I'm here to screw things up just a little bit so that people will go, hey, wait a minute. No, that's not right at all. If you uh, remember last week, we had Craig Cecil join us on this show. Uh, Craig's recently out. Um, he also opened up uh, the event. Craig's going to be more and more actively involved in our work. Um, just got out of prison after 18 years. We're giving him a little time to adjust, to acclimate. I'm trying not to push on him too hard. I know a lot of people are, are talking with him and eager to see him and talk. And, you know, just remember, um, as exciting as it is, there's a whole lot of uh, adjustment. You know, it's a Rip Van Winkle situation. Uh, I don't know if you saw the old Twilight Zone where the, the, the bank robber or the, the, the robber stole the gold and they cryo-froze themselves in the, in the cave and they come out and it's 50 years in the future and it's a whole different world. And unfortunately for them, gold was worthless. But in this situation, you come out 18 years later, and technology has changed everything. So he's acclimating. He's getting some time to spend with his family. Um, but I expect uh, we'll be seeing a whole lot more of him as time goes by. Now, I've got a big announcement to make, and I've got a very special guest with me. But I've got a few people on the line first. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to power through my uh, my guests, and then we're going to bring our special surprise guest that I didn't tell anybody about, um, but we've got a big project that we're about to embark on. So let's see. I've got Kathy Matthews uh, from Kansas. We've got Dana from Missouri. And we've got Mike and Sarah from Kansas. And uh, we'll see who comes on after this. We're going to start with Kathy, um, and let's see what Kathy has to say. We've got a bunch of cases going on in Texas right now, I mean in Kansas right now, and it's a hostile place. Uh, Kathy, welcome to the show. You are live on the air. How are you doing today? Um, I'm all right. Well, I, I, uh, I welcome you, and I'd like to, to understand uh, what's going on where you're at. Um, well, I'm from um, Kansas, from Dickinson County, and um, back in February, my home was uh, raided, and I've got tons of pending charges. And so what's, uh, what, is the, what is the status of, uh, of your case, and uh, 
uh, I'm assuming that you've reached out to our Kansas chapter because you found the show. Um, and uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about not the details of the case so much, but um, where are mm-hmm. you at? Have you had any court appearances? And um, are, are you planning to fight the case, or what? What are you facing as far as uh, um, you know potential exposure? Yeah. Um, well, my next hearing is on July 1st for an arraignment. They want me to take a plea, but I'm considering fighting my charges. Um, they want me to plea out to uh, no tax stamp using a facility, a cell phone, and three child endangerments. And they want to put me on probation. Well, the good news is, is if they're offering you probation to start, that means they don't have much of a case. And, you know, I'm not here to give legal advice, and I'm not even here to influence you. Um, but just know this. Um, I I fought a case for six years. Uh, I fought three different cases over six years, and I was charged with a total of over 30 felonies. And I just said, you know what, I'll go to prison before I'll admit to doing something I don't think was wrong. And it took a lot of will, and, and, and it was very difficult, um, hardest thing I've probably ever done in my life. But you know what? It was the most worth it thing I've ever done in my life, and it was actually um, the event that, that ultimately uh, turned into the Human Solution International. So if you yeah. decide that you want to fight, know that you have an organization that goes from coast to coast that is, behind you and um, any support that we can rally we will we will teach you how to gather support we will uh, you know give you a voice anytime you want to come out and, and share a message we'll have to rally court support as best as we can we can offer uh, press coverage if you need it um, but most importantly uh, we've just been there we've done that and I know what it's like to know that there's people standing behind you, and and a lot of times people turn their back. So that's what I'm here to offer. Yeah, Sarah, yeah, Sarah and Mike have been, you know, real helpful through this whole thing. It's just they just make you so nervous, you know, like take the plea, take the plea, because they say it's going to be worse on me if I don't. I go to prison for 30 months if I'm convicted. But you know, I think the only thing that I mean, one reason I really, really want to fight is because of the fact that like my 14 year old daughter was home by herself, and the police knew she was. You know, and they she was in the shower, you know, and they pointed a gun to her while she was in the shower at 14 years old. I mean, that was, like, unnecessary, you yep. know. Yep, I and, do. You know, it's really just, you know and, and my case, it's all over an ex-husband, or I'm going through a nasty divorce. I even have messages proving that he threatened me, you know, and that's, you know, where they got the search warrant was from him. You know, and, we found that, and when they came in the house, you know, it was only .02 grams. You know, and it's like, really, all of this just for a, a divorce? Like, well, I, you know, traumatizing my kids. Cannot, um, you know, point you in one way or another, but I just could say this. Um, if you decide that you want to fight, and I certainly hope you do, um, we're here 100%. And, um, you know, I, I've been known to travel – all across the country to to help out people if they end up taking it to trial. Most of the time, in a case like this, they probably would back off right at the last second. Um, but unfortunately, it's a game of bluff, you know. Um, but realize this, and this is something that a lot of people don't know, 
or they don't understand or they don't remember, you can take a plea deal even after you've picked the jury. If you decided that, you know what, I've come all this way and I just can't do it, you got nothing to lose by going all the way to selecting that jury because at the end of the day, the judge doesn't want to do a trial and the prosecutor doesn't want to do a trial and the public defender doesn't want to do a trial and anything they can do to not do a trial, they'll do. But I tell you what, the closer you get to that trial, the more leverage you have. And people don't remember or know or or acknowledge that, but um, just just realize that. Let me just that, you, like badly, you know, just scare you bad. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's scary as hell. I, 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 I have been where you are, and I was facing 12 years when, when, when I went up against them. So I, I can understand it, and I just want you to know that we're here to help you. Um, we're here to support you in whatever you decide to do. So just, just, just know mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and like I said, Sarah and Mike have been real supportive. You know, they've helped out a lot. You know. Well, that's great, and you know, sometimes um, getting involved with the organization um, can be helpful. You know, the more people you're working with, uh, maybe they, maybe you might want to help uh, help get involved with the human solution a little more and that that would give you something to 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 learn more and get get more engaged with uh you know with an organization that wants to help you okay it it it's something that's positive and and you know you'll find that by helping other people um it's got a a rich reward all in its own it's one of those weird things that uh, the more people you help the better off you are yep well, I appreciate you calling, and you're always welcome to call in if you've got any update. Um, if you got a, a, a hearing on July 1st and, uh, you know, you want to call in the, the show right after that, please do. Um, if, if this thing starts moving towards a trial, let us know, and we can help to organize support. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for calling. All right. We've got up next. We have Dana from Missouri, and Dana is the chapter coordinator from the Hope for Change and the End of Prohibition chapter out of Missouri, and uh, he has actively fought a case. He's actively supported a number of cases and is currently actively supporting cases as well. Dana, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Well, we're doing pretty good. Uh, Things are starting to get a little more active in Missouri. Uh, by the number of helicopters that are flying everywhere around here. But, uh, yeah, we still got cases here. Uh, Zach Salazar's got a case coming up, and, of course, you probably already heard uh, a few more cases just happened, and uh, they're going to be a little bit harder, I think, because uh, they're running for office. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, things are doing okay. Well, um, just remember that uh, anybody that, has the case that they're looking for support, you know, this is the first step. Um, you know, have them go to the website, sign in, call in the show, tell us about what's up. We've got the ability to, to reach a lot of folks and help to organize uh, local support, as you know. Yes, yes, that's true. Uh, we, we can't help if people don't call us. So if you do got a case out there, and I imagine right now, with Missouri uh, Task Force getting $8 million from the government here in Missouri, 
And, of course, they'll pay $8 million to a task force to go out and harass people over a plant, but they won't do a thing about all the rape kits that uh, sitting around in this state and all the real crime. Uh, so we're going to fight until we win this battle. Well, and that's the important part is that, uh, you know, we keep we keep standing together. Uh, hopefully uh, uh, more and more individuals and organizations start to work together a little bit better so that when one person goes down, everybody can stand up, and it makes all the difference in the world. Um, so, Dana, if somebody has got a case and they're interested uh, either in helping you help other people or if they need help themselves, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, you just have to look up here on Facebook, uh, Hope for Change in the Interprohibition, Human Solution International Chapter, Court Support here in Missouri, or call 417-847-7974. And, uh, yeah, don't don't wait to call. when If you get arrested or something like that, and, uh, yeah, call immediately because the faster we can get on it and to get court sports started, the uh, easier and better it's going to be for you. And, and another tip is the more you get engaged, the more you start working with your chapter, the more you – um, you know, participate, um, the better it's going to be. When I was fighting my case, I was involved with everybody in any way I possibly could be. And uh, it took everything. You know, there's not just like wag your little finger and everybody comes running. It, it's turn that into your life's work. And, and you reach out and you talk everywhere you can and you, you, you show up at everybody's meetings and you, you help out the next person. Treat it like it matters, and all of a sudden you'll start getting results like it matters. So my uh, advice to anybody fighting a case or considering fighting a case, you got to turn it into your job. That becomes your life's work. Yeah, yeah, you right. do. Uh... Well, I appreciate you checking in, and I appreciate you supporting everybody out there in the Missouri way. And... Uh, Hopefully we'll start building some, uh, building that chapter up nice and fat so there will be lots of folks out there. You know, there's, there's times when a chapter gets growing that I've seen hundreds of people show up at a courthouse. And I tell you what, when we're able to do that, it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, that makes a difference. The more we get there at the courthouse, the whole lot better the outcome is going to come every time. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. All right. You have a good one. like the background. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not cool. I just figured it out. All right. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Hope for change in the end of Prohibition, chapter out of Missouri. Okay. Let's see what we got going on. I got Mike and Sarah out of Kansas. And Mike and Sarah are the chapter coordinators, and they've just, uh, man, this year they've done so much work. You know, they literally organized the rebuilding of a house earlier this year. So many so many things that never really got reported well or correctly. Um, but, you know, we have taken on so many different jobs when somebody really needs it. And, you know, to be honest, most of the people we support, they don't support back. But sometimes they do. And when they do, that's when it matters the most. And, Every single time, the next person that comes up, we go, well, maybe maybe this one will, will get in and fight and help us. And Dana, 
was a perfect example. We helped him when he first got going, and uh, I remember his pledge. He says, you know what, I'm going to help even after I'm done. I says, all right, well, you'll be in short company, but I'd sure love to have it. And sure enough, here it is almost a year later, maybe a little more than a year later, and uh, he's running strong, running a chapter, and it shows that it's it can happen. And remember, the only difference is us. There's a million reasons not to do something and probably one good reason to do it. I can only hope and, and, and uh, encourage you to consider that one that will cause you to take action today. Today is the day. Today is the day that can make the difference. Yesterday is already gone and tomorrow never comes. Today is the day that you can make a difference. And we're stronger with you helping. And you're stronger with us helping. So, I don't know. It seems like a win-win situation. All right, Mike and Sarah... Now, Mike is also a candidate for the House of Representatives in Kansas, and uh, we got an election coming up in a couple of months with a primary. Uh, it's going to take all. Uh, so, uh, Mike, why don't you give us a little update? What's going on with your candidate candidacy? Oh, um, well, just working through everything, meeting with people, talking to people, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but it's given me a good opportunity to do some different things. You know, I've been able to talk to a lot of leadership and things like that and draw attention to things. As a matter of fact, I've brought up Cassie Matthews' case to people and uh, point out the injustices of it. And uh, the deal is, you know, realistically, they understand. They just don't understand how to make the wheel turn because they're so ingrained in the way that things have been done that they, it's difficult for them to think outside the box and realize, hey, we can do anything we want, you guys. You know, that's what we do as leaders is decide what to do next. So Absolutely. as far as that goes, that's, that's been, a, a, you, you know, doing, almost the most beneficial thing about it. Are you doing anything to uh, get your name out there? You got any any supporters, any uh, any money raised or anything, uh, you know, what, what – What's what's your campaign looking like? Um, we uh, well, we've actually been organizing a bunch of uh, paperwork and everything for uh, all of the voter registration and everything because I don't know if you how much you've gotten into all that kind of thing, but you know it was like thirty five hundred pages worth of stuff that I had to narrow down to about seven hundred pages, and then I had to file and organize it so that I could find the people that I need to find and that kind of thing. And so, you know, realistically, I'm going to be, I've been meeting with people one-on-one, going door-to-door, this kind of thing. And uh, also, you know, we have a store here in town, too, so every time people come into the store, I get three new votes a day. Or uh, every time we run into people, they're already like, oh, yeah, we're already voting for you, but give me your card anyway, so I give it to my buddy. You know, and so uh, it seems pretty strong here, here in uh, Hayesville and Clearwater area for sure. And generally, you're, you're getting uh, met with, with a positive response. I've never had a bad response, as a matter of fact. Um, Not a single one. As a matter of fact, some people have been stunned by some of the things I've said. What is your uh, your opponent um, that's the incumbent, right? Well, we have an incumbent, and then we have a carpetbagger. (laughs) Okay. And and the carpetbagger. Go ahead. The carpetbagger. That. That just means he's picked by an outside entity and then moved into our district. Right. And what about the incumbent? Has he done anything good for for your district? 
No, he he voted against just about everything that we believe in, didn't get anything done. And then on the special session during this whole COVID, he didn't even go to work. He didn't go to the last day of the season. Uh, he's been a non-participant and not supporting our cause at all. Well, then it seems like all you got to do is get the word out, and uh, you're going to have a clear path. Well, well I, realistically – Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I would just I, – I, we're, we're running a little low on time, so I just want to give you kind of a parting shot. Oh, no, it, you're, it's good, Joe. Uh, I just want to say something about being afraid of the court system, and it is – it's very scary. Uh, I've been in a situation where I was looking at 17 years for a manufacturing charge, and they tried to offer me eight years, but it was a BS charge, and I knew it. Well, I went ahead and took it to trial. On the last day of trial, you know, day four of trial, they came back and they said, well, if you'll plead to it, we'll give you three years. And, you know, I stuck to it and beat the case. But, you know, they were trying to give me 17, and they played all the way down to three the very last day of the trial, but they knew they were beat, and that's why they were trying to do it. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing that you got to realize, you know, you got to have some heart to fight, but if you have the the heart to fight, um, you got a pretty good chance. I mean, it's it's the odds are stacked against you. If you lose, you're going to get it harder than if you put out, but you don't have a chance to win unless you stand up and fight. So, you know, I believe very strongly the only chance for justice is if we stand and fight. Otherwise, everybody's guilty. Well, that's another thing that I've been working on with the criminal justice reform, man, is if you offer somebody two years, that's what you're saying it's worth to you, not 12, not 20. You said it was worth two, and just because they exercise their right doesn't give you the right to punish them for doing that. Indeed. Well, I definitely encourage you to stay on the line because i got a real special guest up here um, and, a, and a project that's about to embark that I know um, you're already – in some way connected to so um hang tight and uh love to love to continue this conversation time just gets away from us sometimes and uh um we we got a, still a bunch of people to to bring up so i appreciate Sounds you being here not- reach you if they want to get involved with your uh candidacy help out or uh, get involved with the kansas chapter of the human solution international that's happening yeah, uh, Mike Webb for Kansas.com. You can find the Human Solution International uh, Kansas chapter on Facebook. Uh, we're on org. You can just find us as the Kansas group. Uh, any one of those ways will work. Awesome. All right, well, thank you so much, Mike, and uh, so much more to come. All right. So I'm going to bring our guest that was um, not a guest until about an hour and a half ago. And then I've got still a bunch of people that I'm going to bring up. We're probably going to go a little long. i got Philip Mitchell. Um, i got Glenn Keeling. And uh, Becca's going to come up. So, Becca, don't take off if you can avoid it because I still want to bring up and talk a little bit about uh, getting involved. Um but first, I have Juanita Watson here with me, and um, Juanita's been a guest on our show previously, and she was also uh, the moderator for a panel discussion that we just had last week, and Juanita runs 
a 501c3. And I have been at the helm of the Human Solution now for almost 10 years. And it's always been my my dream and my goal to lock arms with another organization that had like mind and a similar purpose and, and an overlapping mission. And we could work together on a project and, and, and bring both of our organizations to bear um, to carry more weight, to do, to, to move a project further and and um, and better. And so, Juanita, why don't you uh, introduce yourself briefly, introduce your organization, and then let's talk about our little project that we're about to embark on. Okay. Um, good evening, everyone. I. Uh, Again, I am Nita Watson, and my organization is Free Indeed Reentry Project Incorporated. And I also run Free and Clear Expungement Assistance Services, where we help people get their records cleared and help them to get a fresh start and to be able to, um, you know, realize a second chance after past mistakes. And it's been so rewarding. I've met so many uh, people who have, you know, made mistakes and have nonviolent things on their record that have been holding them back for years. And so to be able to help folks get those things cleared away and then they call you and they say, the job that I've been waiting for and that I've been wanting for so long, I got it because I got my record cleared. It's just really rewarding. So um, I love the work that we're doing. And so now that I have connected with Joe and the human um, solution, human, I'm sorry, (laughs) T-H-S-I, the Human Solutions International, um, it just gives me more hope for taking this work even further out into our community, our country and our world because it's really it could be a real it really could be a global thing because this is not just exclusive to the United States but there are lots of people all over the world who are um, serving sentences you know for nonviolent crimes so uh, the project that Joe mentioned is actually you know we're just meeting it's the meeting of the minds because the same exact time that the Human Solutions International was formed legally, literally the same month and year, long before we even met, our organizations were formed at the same exact time. The missions are so closely knitted, and it just makes so much sense that our paths would cross and I think it's really divine, but our goal is to help emancipated people come who who are coming out of prison to be able to go right directly into the workforce. And so that means that there has to be a program, there has to be a solid set of, um, you know, there has to be a partnership um of organizations with like-mindedness, and we can really pull this off if we um, put our heads together and sit down and 
and brainstorm. I prepared a proposal and submitted it to Joe, and um, we're going to just go from there. We had a wonderful discussion this afternoon, um, just taking baby steps. We've got so much going on with the walk and our own lives and everything, but, you know, the work, um, it has to be done. So we're going to just forge forward. Um, We're going to take it to the next level and begin the actual development of the program so that we can start a pilot and um, perhaps invite people like Craig Cecil, who was recently, recently released, and, uh, you know, others that have been uh, released that want to work, or even people that are not released yet, but they are going to be soon, we can start working with them and felon-friendly companies, corporations, to try to bridge this, this, this um, partnership. Absolutely. And, and so the, the idea is, is really we're we're looking at at creating kind of a a clearinghouse or a a, a placement service that would um, find businesses and 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 companies and uh, and it wouldn't be limited to that it could be nonprofits even um, that would be open to the idea of hiring um, felons and um, and then going through uh, the probation departments and and all of the different resources that uh, uh, people that are recently uh, getting off of being incarcerated, and even sometimes people come out free and clear, no paper. Um, there, there's still a connection that you know you walk out, um, even if you served your your time, you're still labeled a felon, and when you uh, go to fill out any application. Could be a, a, a car loan. It could be a, a rental application. It could be a, a job application. Uh, there's a box at the bottom that says, "Have you ever been convicted of a felony?" And um, if you ever check that box, there's a really good chance that that application gets tossed into a different pile than the rest. And uh, right. we, our goal is to find the people that need the help and find the people um, that, that could provide the help that's needed and uh, through interview and screening process. Um, like I said, like you were just saying, we're, we're going to create a pilot program that could um, help to unite uh, the people that need the, the work. And, the, you know, it's not just work. It could, be, it could be housing. It could be any number of services um, beyond just, just jobs um, that, that people might need. And we're looking at, uh, you know, creating a framework uh, that will probably be virtual. Um, and we're looking at doing the legwork to connect ourselves with the agencies uh, that could be helpful. And we have a number of people that are already connected um, in a lot of these areas. As, as I was looking through your uh, proposal, I, I, I say to myself, we're already you know, one step removed from everything we need. So we're going to begin the discussion on this. We're going to be having a, a, a virtual uh, meeting here um, probably later this week. I'm going to be announcing uh, the time. But if you're interested and you want to get involved with this project, uh, we definitely welcome you uh, to join the discussion. And 
you can reach me easily uh, through the website, thsintl.org. Nita, do you have a number that somebody could get a hold of you at? Absolutely. I can be reached at 323-397-4025. And I'm also on Facebook, Free Indeed Reentry Project. And I have a website, freeindeedreentry.org. And uh, my email address is free in the letter clear, free in clear 09 at yahoo.com. Beautiful. And I, I can see that within the next uh, week or so that we'll probably be able to put together um, enough of a an outline of this pilot that we'll be able to put a press release out and begin to, you know, put out to the universe that this thing's happening. And it's my experience that once you do that, uh, it becomes real. And, um, you know, I, I know that um, – I'm going to be bringing this proposal to our board, and I can already tell you I'm sure it's going to be eagerly embraced because this is something um, that's already in our own business plan. It's something that we've already um, been looking at doing, you know, since since our inception. So um, it's a yeah, perfect... Yeah, again, uh, this is, I believe, a divine connection. And so when we do meet on our Zoom call, uh, whenever it gets scheduled, we're certainly going to be looking for input from the participants um, to provide resources. We need to know names of folks in the probation area, if you know any, in the parole area, law enforcement, anybody that works in the prisons and the jails, the electric monitoring services. These are all stakeholders um, that we will definitely need to make connections with so we can make this pilot program a success. Absolutely. So if if any of you that are listening, and we will be posting um, more about this as we're going, but if you have any connections or even know anybody who does, it's time to reach out. Uh, this is something that people just don't realize. You know, you get charged with a felony, you get convicted of a felony, whether it's through a trial or whether it is uh, through a plea deal, you got that felony the same. It will change your life and not in a good way. And it's stuck on you unless or until even an expungement doesn't entirely remove it. You you can get a record expunged and go try to get a government clearance. Uh, it, it It's still there. And so, um, you know, uh, certainly it, it, an expungement is great and it'll, it'll open up most doors for most people. Um, but th- that felony is a is an anchor uh, strapped around your waist and you just try to swim. It, it It's real rough. So... We're looking at, um, you know, creating a community, creating, um, you know, the real social change doesn't just happen with changing laws. Um, part of it does, absolutely. We do need to change the laws. We do need to change our policies. But what else we need to do is bring our community together and recognize um, that we can fix a lot of these problems if we just stand together and bring a little human solution to it all. And uh, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. All right, Nita. Well, I am so grateful to be able to uh, finally uh, announce this. It's been in my head and in my heart for a while, and I just figured (laughs) this is the time. And, and, you know, it completely ties to the Walk for Change. This is a solution 
Uh, we're talking about criminal justice reform, and part of it is changing the way we police. Part of it is changing the way we sentence. Part of it is changing the way we incarcerate. And part of it is changing the way we deal with people that get out. And this is a solution that we want to bring to the table. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was a great pleasure. Awesome. Thank you so much. Juanita Watson, and expect a lot more from this front. All right, we're running low on time, but we're going to power through it all. So we got uh, Philip Mitchell now from Kansas wants to talk. Philip, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing fine, I guess. I mean, uh, I'm, in, I'm in Kansas City right now. Okay. Well, why don't you give us a little update. What's going on? Well, uh, I went to preliminary examination, and they had a couple of witnesses there, you know, the police chief, Hornaday, and uh, her ex, Cassie's ex-husband, uh, Travis, and Cassie's mother. And um, they they couldn't prove that I lived there or had any affiliation with anything that was going on there, if there was anything, you know what I mean? Sure. So they they did a recess for for a couple of days and that was on the twenty second. No, what was the? Uh, let me look on the calendar. It was the eighteenth, and then the uh, then I went back Tuesday. It was on a Thursday, and then I went back Tuesday. Okay. And uh, they they summons the. Landlord, and I guess they had a lease with my name on it. I don't, I don't know anything about that, but yeah, he still wasn't so sure, you know, as to what, you know, who lived there or who, who. Uh, I mean, he didn't never like. I guess he didn't like stalker, stalker, you know, so he didn't know. And then they questioned her mom, and she didn't, she didn't know me, but like she seen me one time, she said. And uh, that's that's basically all they have on me. I mean, they, I mean. And this is all yeah, over a couple of grams of pot. This is all over a couple of grams of pot. Oh no, this is over point zero two grams. That's what I'm talking about. Less than a gram. Dust. Yeah, yeah dust. This is, I wonder how much money the state has spent uh, on putting this whole thing together. Over less than a gram of a substance that never caused anybody harm. I don't know. I think that it's time to, to to step up and fight. Well, I certainly hope that you're planning on standing your ground and fighting this. Uh, I mean, it sounds like oh, they've got yeah. less to you than anything. Oh, yeah, I got... I... Go ahead. Sir? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no. Go... Oh, no. I was, yeah, I was, just, I was saying, yeah, I'm going to fight it, yeah. Good. Good. Well, I, I, you know, we stand with you, and, you know, these are the kind of cases that make my blood boil. I mean, you know, my case was ridiculous, and I had lots of pounds of pot, but that didn't matter. It was just pot, and at the end of the day, um, standing, standing my ground worked. Um, certainly, we don't have a chance if we don't fight, so I, I, I'm glad to hear you're going to fight. Um, it really tans my hide to think that the state – you know, last I checked, the state of Kansas is not overflowing in cash. You know, it's not one of those uh, states that has a, 
a giant wealth of resources just flooding into it. It's not, um, you know, like the, not like, uh, I don't know, one of those uh, oil oil countries that just everybody has tons of money because there's just lots of lots of natural resources. Kansas is a great right. place. It's farmland, and there's there's a lot of good, a lot of wonderful people there. But um, they don't have money to go spending on these trials. They don't have money to go prosecuting these cases, and it it it, it should piss everybody off that they are. So, um, you know, please continue to check in. Let us know when's your next hearing. Well, here's the here's the thing at the pre- preliminary examination. See, they offered me a plea, and uh, the plea was the no drug tax stamp. Now, now they're trying to they took that off at the preliminary examination, and now I'm stuck with the um, distribution of marijuana and all the other charges or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean that 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 just de- de- that depends on what you do. So. At the end of the day, all of these charges, again, um, I just can't help but wonder what a jury might say to a trial over 0.2 grams. I just got to gotta wonder. If I was sitting on a jury and they were saying there was all of this hubbub and all of these resources being spent on 0.2 grams of cannabis, I might not be too good about that. Yeah, yeah. It's a... It's a circus for sure you know what i mean yeah it's uh well i certainly encourage you to stay on your ground and keep fighting and uh you know please continue to check in as this thing progresses okay thanks man all right well thank you for calling in yep all right we got glenn keeling up and again he's also facing multiple felony charges this time in ohio and uh you know glenn's been uh uh a guest on the show for a long time. He's got his own show. He's a chapter coordinator for <laughs> the Creative Care Beacon chapter of the Human Solution International in Ohio. And um, here we are. We're, uh, we're we're coming to the short straws in his case. And uh, Glenn, what is going on on your in your end of the world right now? Hey, Jill, how are you doing? Um, yeah, it's kind of kind of sucky we're we're faced with a, a plea deal uh change of plea deal on monday um hearing uh fighting this case for two years uh eight months has been it's been rough especially you know holding on to a wife that's you know health has been failing and uh it's just not it's it's not good and you, you you're right that you know fighting a case they always throw everything on top of you absolutely they can to to push you into what we're having to do and uh it's unfortunate we're you know pushing to having to take a deal in order to say you know keep peggy from having to do this anymore and and keep the house and be able to have a little piece of sanity and get past this you know and, and, and it sucks that they push people into these situations and it really just it sucks and it, sometimes it's just hard but i just wanted to say that you know the human solution uh has been there and it, it's helped us a lot um, the creative care beacon is, is always going to be here, um, doing what we've done, you know, going and supporting cases that we can and writing letters to people that we can write letters and signing petitions for clemency and calling the white house and doing everything that we possibly can, no matter the outcome of the case, there's going to be a creative care beacon here in Ohio still doing something. Yeah. And that's the important part. People just don't understand 
that just because a law gets passed that it's over. People think that, oh, California is great. Well, guess what? People are getting raided out, out just about every day in California. <laughs> they pass a law in Missouri, and guess what? Helicopters are flying. They pass a law in Ohio. How are you doing with that? Everywhere that they pass laws, we got laws in, Cal- in Colorado. Everybody thinks Colorado is the golden place. Well, guess what? People get busted in Colorado every day. Um, Oregon, well, you know the- Washington, you name it. It's not over, folks. Right. Well, it should tell you right in the absolute name of it, legal-wise, you know. So, I mean, it's just a way for them just to lie to you more. And, and, and Because, listen, you know, prohibition sucks as it is. But then you, you throw legalization in there, you know, and that's exactly what it is. It's legal-wise because legalization comes with a huge amount of of more and worse, uh, crime, uh, you know, outcome for crimes and stuff for it's just it, 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 we need to deschedule and, and and take it off of where it's at sitting federally and and move past this. I mean they've known for a long time, so them continuing to lie to people is a ways for them to get money and and it's easy for them to you know legalize it and you get a half a gram over that guy there point two grams. Come on, are you you got to be kidding me? Well, listen, if you're in Ohio and you're going through a case or you you know need somebody to reach out to. The Creative Care Beacon is here, and, and you can always reach out to 419-863-0498, and we'll support you. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Glenn. And we've got a letter-writing campaign going on on your behalf should that you need to be sentenced um, in this plea deal. And um, we got all the details up on the website, thsintl.org. Um, you know, write a letter for somebody you'd be surprised what a difference it can make. Um, and you'll also come to discover what it feels like to do something super positive for somebody else. That's the secret behind all the volunteer work is that you get unlimited intangible benefits that come the second you start helping. So this is a great opportunity to get involved. You can write a simple letter and it can have a huge impact on the outcome of Glenn and Peggy as they're facing, you know, the sentencing. So thank you so much, Glenn. I look forward to uh, continue working with you, and we continue on. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for having me on. You betcha. All right, Glenn Keeling, folks, Creative Care Beacon Chapter out of Ohio. All right, so up next we got yet another special guest. This is... Uh, one of my right-hand amazing people that are overworked and certainly underpaid. Uh, Becca has helped with every aspect of the human solution and the Walk for Change coming up um, a lot and all the websites and everything that we got going on. And uh, we're in a situation right now where it's uh, we're coming up on election time. We're building membership. We're building chapters, and we certainly need help with the Walk for Change. Becca, what's up? Not much. How's it going? <laughs> well, I'd say more than more than not much. I'd say certainly a lot's going on, and I think a lot more <laughs> needs to go on. What do you think? I think a lot more needs to go on. Yes, we need we need some people. We need some volunteers. We need some boots on the ground. We need some some uh-huh. hands on the. Phone. We need people marching with us. We need boots to 
be walking. We need scouts. We need phone callers to call ahead. We need um, court supporters. We need writers. We need social media people. I mean, you know what? Everybody loves the benefit of what we do. Everybody loves when we show up in court for them. Everybody loves when we write the article, when we send out the press release. Everybody loves when we put on the rally, when we when we make the event happen. Everybody loves that part. Well, it only works if we got enough people helping. So how does somebody get involved? It's pretty simple. You either go to org and you fill out the volunteer application. There's really clear-cut ways you can volunteer on there. We can tailor to your interests. We have anything for anybody to do. Or you can go to walkforchange.us and sign up as a volunteer there or a trail ferry. All kinds of ways. If you if you can like a post or love a post on Facebook, say, and fill out an application. Do something instead of just, you know, being a social media warrior. Well, and you can take that social media warrior and do something with it. You know, we've got a whole lot of great information that would love to be shared a lot more than it is, and including this show, including everything we put out. And, of course, you could become a member of the Human Solution International. You could help us start a chapter in your local area. You could sponsor the Walk for Change Indian. All of these things would certainly be appreciated. Exactly. And any money we raise for the Walk for Change, regardless if it happens or not this year because of coronavirus, all that money will be put away and put towards when it does happen. So don't doubt that your funds are not going to where you want them to go to. And remember, any donation that goes to the Human Solution International or the Walk for Change is a tax write-off as we are federally recognized 501c3. Even if it's a donation of, of, of uh, products, services, um, you know, you might say, hey, I got a, a billboard company. I'm willing to give you a billboard over on over on Highway 40 going through Arizona. Well, great. You can get a tax write-off for the full value of that billboard. And any other thing, I've got a box full of shirts I want to give to the, to the walkers. Great. You get a tax write-off for the full value of those shirts. I've got $10,000 I'd like to drop in on this to make it work. Great. You get a tax write-off for that. Anything you do is a full tax write-off. So, you know, it's not just like, hey, a bunch of yahoos out there trying to do a GoFundMe. This is the real deal. And trust me, when this walk gets going, you're going to be blown away. It's going to make all the difference in the world. And remember, we're 100% volunteer-based. We spend all the money we collect goes right back into the cause. Not one dime goes in any of our pockets. You can't say That's that about true. Pretty much any nonprofit. And, and on that note, I give every volunteer a double raise. Y'all getting paid double what you made last year. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> Feeling good about right yourself, right. Dark? <laughs> awesome. We just added a zero to your salary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Becca. Well, it's always a pleasure. I'm so grateful that you're doing everything you're doing. And of course, uh, you are the the screener extraordinaire. I don't know what's up with the one ideal, but uh, I'm. I, oh, uh, I had something stuck in my eye for five hours, and I can't keep my eye open. My oh, nose is serious? stuck. In my eyes dripping. I can't flush it out. That's the one eye. Yeah. Oh no! I thought it was some kind of inside joke. I'm sorry to hear that. No, nope. <laughs> it's literal. <laughs> I don't know. 
know what that's about, but I'm sure I'll hear about it someday. <laughs> All right, well, I'll let you get back to it. we got Tom Corby going to close the show down, and uh, let's uh, see what's going on. Well, thank you so much, Becca, as always. All, All right. right. Bye-bye. Tom Corby up next, and uh, we're 10 minutes over time, so, Tom, you know the routine. Tom Corby, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Joe. Lisa, especially Becca, screen of the day for all she does. Well, we talk about walk for change, of course. That means to beetle bad laws. And like Eileen talked about, they need their case dismissed. We need to deschedule Canada's it should be a no schedule. Legalization, I finally realized, is just more laws and regulations that screw us mom and pop growers. We must end prohibition. If there's no victim, how can there be a crime? This is what we bring into the trials, and a judge hears no victim, no crime. Sometimes that gets taken. When I hear about in Kansas, what's going on? Such a thing. Two gram joint. That's we roll. We roll the fatties. Two gram joint. So that's basically one joint. I would say I'd give two to one. Uh, that can be dismissed. Although in Northern California, I've reported we have very few, if any, cases. At one point, Joe knows I spent most of my days inside the courtrooms of injustice. Occasionally, I still get a call. I got a text message today from a very good friend and advocate, Brenda Young, Shasta County. So it's it's Bud County, it's Tehanga County, Shasta County. Backed them all down in all the courtrooms all across Northern California. We've always taken the trial. We always file our 995 dismissed probable cause motion, get all our discovery. I'll just read friendly text message. Hello. Hello, I hope this finds you and Donna good. And you know, we are doing good with all the help. Uh have Tito now. Uh Helping with Donna, and uh, it's great to have him aboard. She asked me if, as a human solution, only help campus cases. Said all civil rights and victimless crime cases that I know of. He says I have a great great nephew in Oklahoma who has suffered a shaken baby in heart when he was only six months old. Almost four months, the person who did this still has not been charged. Still walking free, and this baby is still suffering and almost died. They're getting run around as usual from the district attorney's office. Is there anything else we can do? We are calling the office several times a week. I said, well, I'm not exactly sure. There uh, any direct evidence rather than circumstantial. A video would probably nail it. 
He said, well, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I said, you can share this on the uh, radio show tonight. I gave her the number and the time. I think that she might be listening. Uh, she thanked me. She said, I'll give you Juanita's number, and then I'll have her text message you. Okay, I said, be tough. Number one, please can text me. I'll be glad to help wherever we can we do with the Human Solution International. We all come together for defendants. Uh, it means so much to defendants if they first get out of jail. The court support, of course, is important, but even if you have one, a few people there, one person that can advocate and get them on the right direction, the first thing I say, you don't need a higher attorney. We could start PDs and redirect them or direct them into getting our discovery, first of all, and and filing motions. So I want to thank everybody today, especially Joe for all he does, and all those on the front line coming together, finally ending the eagle. This eagle, I'm sorry, I I lose it. I've been fighting this for 52 years. I actually thought I'd be able to even grow, you know, my six, 12 plants, whatever, which we do. We just keep it down. I find actually if you grow too many plants, you really can't take care of them right. We've actually went 300 pound uh, uh, pots, big pots, and uh, I think with a dozen plants, so we'll do pretty good. Uh, my good friend Frank and I. You know well. Uh, so help come together and join hands. Volunteer in the Visa Solution to end prohibition free all our POWs. I'm so glad Craig Cecil, after so many years, I don't know, going on 20 years, he stood his ground to honor him. And that's what we do. We stand our ground. We never take plea deals. We always take them to trial. Thank you all again today for coming together. All the good speakers today. And as my wife Donna says, don't forget to just breathe. Bring in Willie. Thank you so much, Tom. Always a pleasure. (laughs) What happened? I am Willie Nelson, and the Willie Nelson Teapot Party and I endorse the human solution, supporting cannabis prisoners because no one should go to jail for a plant. Little things I should have said and done, you were always on my